Yo, John. Yeah, BJ. You think they're ready for this? Nope. Well, let's go then. Keep it real. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real. I'm your one of your co-hosts, BJ Parker. I'm John Klinsman. What's happening, my man? We appreciate you joining us, by the way. What's happening? Not much. Uh, just trying to survive Snowmageddon. Yeah, I hear you. What about that? First of all, before we get in that, what about that? That funky intro that we got. It's pretty awesome. I've gotten some feedback from it. Have you? Yeah. What are they saying? Somebody sent me a, um, uh, a friend of mine sent me a, uh, uh, the Ghetto Boys. Uh, I can't say the name on on here. Right. <laughs> but uh, but they sent me, said, man, that, your intro sounds exactly like this. And I was like, well, it's not the same song. But uh, yeah, we're trying to go for a little little flair right out the gate. We're not copywriting nothing on this that, podcast. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> I might have to cut that out now. Man, we we made it. We're on available on all platforms pretty much right now. Still waiting on Pandora and a few others. So you can find us anywhere right now. We are taking over the podcast nation. We are. We're going. We're coming after it, and we are. Um, our numbers are starting to climb. Man, it's jumped out of the gate faster than making the turn. Joe Rogan, better watch out. Hey. We're coming at you, bro. If you don't want to jump on that sponsorship train. You better get on it fast. It's going. Price is going up. No, man, the first episode was fun. I'm excited about this, like I've said, and I'm enjoying um, this new uh, thing we're going to get going to. And, man, I'm just excited about what's happening. I got a lot of great feedback. Did you? Um, yeah. Ryan Moriarty, yeah. Thomas Trotter, several other guys just yeah. reaching out saying, hey, this I love what, you're, yeah. what you guys are doing. Yeah. Keep, it, keep it going. And so that's, what, that's my plan. Yeah. Well, I think, I think from the from, – like I have a following a little bit on my other podcasts, and and so people, I I had a couple of people reach out to me and want to know if I was quitting that one. So that's kind of why I put that out. Well, I reached out to a guy today yeah. about um him coming on with us, and that was one of his concerns was well, where's the other one going? I was like, it's it's still there. Yeah, we're just doing something different. Yeah, um, something completely. Yeah, this won't compete from, with that. No. I mean, we'll do some similarities with guests and things, but this is you and I. As we're driving the content, and that's more conversation, get to know people. So, Absolutely. You know, just to clear the air on any of that stuff. But, uh, no, nope, making the turn still there, but this is keeping it real, and we're going to do that. So, man, let's keep it real. And uh, what about the Snowmageddon here in Nashville? Just trying to survive, man. Yeah. Uh, How did it affect you? Because you got a bunch of hardscapes around here and right. different things. So we were out of school all week, you know, yeah. and it was, it was a day-by-day basis. It yeah. was never – we're closing for the next two. It was just, we're closing the day. We'll see what tomorrow holds. So you're, you're calling the crew. You're saying, okay, hold off today. Yep. We're going to look at tomorrow. Um, and it, it turned out that um, when they canceled Friday for Friday and the snow had stopped um, a few hours before that, we decided to start coming in on, on Friday and trying to clear it. Yep. And I, I would say we had between 8 and 10 inches. I don't know what. I think that's about right. Well, I mean, most, most areas around here are 8 to 10. Well, with that compiled with the ice underneath it, yep. you know, provided a lot of interesting clearing, clearing yeah. of it. Um, we had great help from Brightview, which is our landscape partner, but they can't do it all. Sure. So um, had the guys in here Friday, Saturday, Sunday, until yep. um, their arms were falling off. Now, did you have events, things you had to yep. that so, was for? Um, had nothing Friday. So we had a clear campus on Friday. We had tennis, basketball, and swimming on Saturday. Yeah. Basketball, um, they were supposed to play away at their opponent's place. Their opponent's place was under ice. So our AD called me and asked if we could get on our campus. Yep. Um, we made we made it we made it happen. Uh, the basketball team got the W, so shout out to the basketball team. And then we had swimming on Sunday. So it was a lot of back and forth just trying to clear certain areas, yeah. which slows you down. You know this from the golf course. If if you're having to bounce around the entire course to take care of of things sure when it would be much easier just to start at point a right and finish um but that's just not how how it works yeah. whenever you're trying to also run yeah, it's a school but it's also a business and they've yeah. got to get some things going yeah so you do what you got to do you be flexible um i got a, a text from our um our headmaster thanking me for my flexibility in yep. it and uh you know that's when you prove you're valuable you know how valuable yeah, you are sure. you don't prove it when everything's easy, you prove yeah. it when things suck. Um, I definitely had a few 
a few temper tantrums. <laughs> but uh, you know, oh yeah, um, I got a little hot under the collar a couple times, but we worked through it. Yeah, um, we made it happen. They're in school today. A lot of county schools, city schools are closed. We're in schools. So I was we're wondering if, if if schools are still closed because, you know, it's been and warm, but man, that stuff's just not burning off, and some shady spots and roads are still. You know, especially out here. I mean, it's still yeah. kind of rough. So I imagine my road at home. I mean, it was sixty degrees yesterday. My road at home is still completely covered. Yeah, it's just uh, one of those things. If you're not getting that direct sunlight, yeah, ice just doesn't melt quick. Yeah, and, you know, and you would think it would be melting because it's above freezing, yeah. but and, and that's some of the challenges too. Because a lot of what melted during the day yesterday, or no, the, a lot of what melted during the day Saturday, right, froze back on Sunday. Yep. and your salt basically was shot yeah so you're trying to push ice we're out of salt everybody in nashville was out of salt this week um and imagine know, that, that that was a challenge yeah. luckily we got it in before this happened but i don't i don't recall i mean somebody told me like 2015 i don't remember it might have been longer than that but i don't recall a winter storm like that around here in a, in a while that, not that I mean, much just shut the whole At place one down. time I mean, I didn't even get out of the house. I, not that I couldn't. I got four-wheel drive, but I just – I didn't go anywhere till Saturday. And then I made the the real not-so-smart mistake of going to the grocery store. Yeah. And every, there was nothing on the shelves. There was everybody and their mama there, too, yeah. you know. So it was it was one of those things that – But I got to admit, we had, it, we had it fairly easy. Yeah. You know, guys like Ryan's story, I was following his Twitter feed, and he had been stuck in a plow truck for – three or four days in a row, and, and they didn't close. Vanderbilt was one of the only universities in the area that didn't close. And it's a private. I bet the uh, I bet they don't get much help from Metro no. or nobody. I, I mean, he, he posted a picture sitting in a plow truck. So, I mean, guys like that had it far worse. Yeah. Um, and, and it could have been worse for us, but we've got a pretty understanding yeah. group of people that know – this is a big place. So it's, what? It's so what all? What, what all did you have going? I mean, you have heavy equipment, yeah. shovels. I mean, skid steers, shovels. Um, Brightview brought this little. I've I've never seen one before, but it's basically a plow that you stand up on, like a when where they spread how they spread their fertilizers and stuff. Sure. It looks just like that, and it's got a tank for like spray deicer, and then it's got a plow on it. You know, so they would they would dump salt out in front of it and then just plow it off. Hmm. Worked really well yeah. on sidewalks, and um, we had a four wheeler going with with a plow on the front of it, yep. hooked up to a winch, and that was that was helping a lot. Um, but you know, a lot of it in the shaded areas on steps or whatever is is just manual labor, and you gotta you gotta pound that ice and get it crushed up. And <laughs> skid steer broke. Um, I was probably in the last hour of work yesterday. And oh yeah, one of the front arms broke off of it. Yeah, from you know you're just pushing ice all day. You, yeah, you're gonna damage equipment. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. We'll move on. But um, sitting in a skid steer, you know, I told my guys, I said, you know, I hate because they did a majority of the manual labor. I was on the skid steer pushing, you know, right. big big stuff, and I would. There's times when I would have traded with them. And not been because you're bouncing around, hitting your head on the sides, trying to plow in the stuff and push it as far out of the way as you can because you've got to have almost every parking spot open. Sure. You know, you go to Kroger right now and a lot of parking spots are full of snow. We weren't able to do that as much right. because every parking spot here is valuable. Right. So we had to get it out of there. Um, we got through it though. We're here today and I think we're out working on the artificial field right now. So any damage or anything? Um, that we, so we lost our tents that are in the quad for the, they, they've been breaking like the lunch groups up and they've yeah. got tents set up outside, big canopy tents. They all fell, um, broke all the aluminum on those. We had some, um, big boulders slide off of roofs because, you know, our, our roofs are got a high pitch on them. Sure. Um, and some of the ice would slide down and it, we've got like glass over the doors and it would hit the glass and broke some of that. Yeah. Um, other than that, no, nah, I think we're, I, I know the, the facilities department's busting their ass right now, yeah. um, with roof leaks and stuff like that. But other than that, it's just your normal, your normal stuff that happens when a storm like that comes through. Yeah. I mean, we had the greens covered and they sent me a video yesterday of the course and it, as of yesterday, it looked like it was 95% covered. Couldn't see the cart pass. Yeah. I went by Harpeth Valley this morning, and 
they got mats, so they're hitting balls off mats, but everything. I mean, it's still there. I mean, it's six, you know, it's 60, almost 60 yesterday. It's going to be like that today. All of our fields this morning were still completely covered. Yeah. As today has worn on, we've seen more melting, sure. more thawing out. You know, and, and my ultimate goal would be, I've already told baseball, they're off today. Can't, can't have you on it today. My ultimate goal would be to have them back on it tomorrow. One day down. Not a big deal. Do you uh, think it'll be too wet, or what was your thing? Yeah, I mean, there? the dirt's definitely going to be yeah. too wet. But I think if if we get some, you know, we got high winds today, mm-hmm. that'll help dry out the dirt. Um, and if we can get on it tomorrow, nail drag it, float it, yeah. I think they'll be ready to go. You know, last week was their first week of spring sports. So um, losing a whole week, I don't want to shuttle. I don't want to be the reason yeah. they lose two or three more days. So. Right. I don't want to go out there and force it, which would be what we would do today. Yeah. Um, and their understanding that we're down today. And he's already told me, I know we'll be down tomorrow. My ultimate goal tomorrow at 2.30 would be to call him and say, take your field today. It's good to go. Yeah. I don't know if that's realistic, but it would be it'd be great if it happened. Well, I mean, you got to have a goal to shoot for something. And, you know, we always say over-promise and under-deliver. Was it? Under under promise and over deliver is yeah, that it? That's right. <laughs> Sometimes we screw up and yeah, over I mean, promise and under deliver. Uh, yeah, I mean this does you know there's two sides of that coin, but I mean you know that's you know we don't do that on purpose. We don't say we can't do something just to do it, but you know under your expect or above your expectations. But I think a lot of times you have to be realistic in your own mind, and then if you can do something better, then you look like a hero. Well, that's that's kind of what happened on Saturday when. So they had asked me on Friday if they could practice basketball. Absolutely. We'll figure out something. So we were going to clear like 20 spots so that the girls and boys could come in and practice. We were going to clear up a walkway, 20 spots, and then we were going to work on other things. Well, when I got the call at 9 o'clock that they couldn't play and what it was going to force them to do is play back-to-back days, I was like, yeah, we got it. Yep. We were in – at that time, we were in no shape to say, yeah, we got it. Yeah. But we made it happen. And it was one of those situations where I wasn't going to tell the school, no, you can't play basketball today, when I thought there was a chance we could we could make it happen. And um, I almost regretted it, but it worked out just yeah. fine. Now, did, did, is that something that's covered under Brightview's deal with y'all, or do you, did you just have to pick up the phone and say, I need you? So, I mean, that, we have an understanding that they're going to help out. Yeah. In all honesty, their idea of clear and Ensworth's <laughs> idea of sure. clear is two different two things. Different. So yeah. we had we kind of had some growing pl- pains with it. It's the first time, you know, they're they're still in their first year of the contract with us. Yeah. We're still learning them. Um, they did a phenomenal job. I oh, mean, their sure. their drivers and their workers were on 16, 17 hour days. Yeah. Um, and I don't care what you say, the cold will wear you out quicker than the sun will yep. any day of the week. Um but, you know, it was a pick up the phone. Okay, we're ready to roll. Now, it's an expensive – it's an expensive help. Yep. But it's it's something that we can't do. We don't have the equipment. And, you know, we're looking at purchasing the equipment. But my concern with purchase, purchasing the equipment is you're going you're gonna to go buy it and then we're going to go four or five more years before we need it again possibly. Yep. And it's just going to sit there yeah. when we could have bought something else. But – all the managers got together and decided that every year when we have a little bit left in our budget to let's take that little bit and possibly try to purchase something that way down the road, whether it be five, 10 years down the road, we're more prepared, whether it be us or the next guys to attack this and have everything we need. And then if we need additional help, it's, it's a lot less additional help than right. a massive amount. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's what you got to do. I mean, you yeah. just got to do it, you know. And it and it's this part of what we do is getting the job done and figuring out ways to do it. And You, you know, know you want to sit and bitch about it and feel sorry for yourself yeah. and be mad or whatever. Yeah. And and it happens because you're starting to get tired. Yeah. You're worn out from, from shoveling and from, you know, sitting on the skid steer or whatever, just right. the cold. You know, right. we started every morning we started until Sunday. It was like 10 degrees at starting time. Yep. And um, that that just wears you out. It, emotionally, it wears you out. Mentally, it wears you out. Yeah. And um, you've got people pulling on you from all different directions. You know, I ups, upset some people on the other campus because there was nothing going on on that campus as far as events go 
So I didn't send Brightview over there immediately. Right. Well, the people on that campus feel they need to be hit immediately, which I understand. I get it. You're as important yeah. as we are, but we've got events. Yeah. You don't. We've got more time to get that done. So you're kind of getting pulled in all different directions, and you just kind of have to sit down and not do what I did this time. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure that part out. But, I, you know, I threw a good temper tantrum about it and um, let people know how I felt about it, and then I yeah. moved on. And we, we, at the end of the day, the campus was clear, the kids came in, and there were no issues. Yeah. So that's what you're looking for. Well, I think, I think the goal, like you said, was to get everything accomplished in the best way. And there's never going to be – you can't please everybody. There's never going to be all the right answers. And, you know, you just do the best you can because, you know, we've talked about this before. In our business, we just we, – we're problem solvers. We have to come up – around here – Mother Nature will throw you a curveball if something else doesn't throw you a curveball. And so you just do what you got to do to get things done and the best way you can. And sometimes that might upset somebody. That might not be the thing that they would have done it or whatever. But you, you just have to make decisions. And usually they have to happen, you know, pretty quickly. They, every decision we had to make up until yesterday yeah. was split, split, you know, split second decisions. Yeah. And my guys will come in and one of my guys is infamous for – What's the plan, John? <laughs> and and it drives me nuts at times because there's not always a plan yet. Yep. And and I had to tell him we at, might start a segment called "What's the Plan, John?" I, that would be the guy who we would start it with. I promise <laughs> you. Um, but you know, it'll drive you nuts. You understand where they're at. Right. They're just trying to get an idea of what are we attacking today. But there were multiple times where I would get them started on something and need to pull them off yep. to go attack something else. You know. Yeah. Um. We had six-foot-high snow mounds in front of some of our doors. We got to get those moved away because as soon as they start melting, they're gonna that water's going to have to go somewhere, and it's going to creep inside those doors. Right. They were emergency doors, so you can't leave those blocked. Just little things like that. And right. just having to pull your guys, you know, as much as I was being pulled in different directions, I was having to pull them in different directions. Yet I'm apologizing to yep. them. Sorry, let's go do this now. Yeah. So I did reward them yesterday with playing with a, um, a torch – propane sure big torch um <laughs> they had a good time with that for a little while yeah so that was my hey thank you for coming in and working play with this toy for a little there while there you go <laughs> well the good thing is it's finally melting uh it looks like we're getting back to somewhat normal around here and we can move on to something else because it's almost the end of february and march will be here before yep. you know it and we'll just be off and running in something different. I'll take sunny in seventy five. You know they've day. you know they've predicted like a bunch of rain towards yeah. the end of this. I mean, it looks like starting Friday. Yeah. There's rain every day for a week solid. Jesus. I gotta get some last of some pre emergent out. Yeah, I've got um two pallets from my my supplier sitting yep. in the parking garage right now that yep. we're gonna try to sling. I doubt it happens tomorrow just because of how wet we are. Yep. But I'm gonna try to get it out Wednesday. Yeah. Um and now, you know, the rain moved out. It was supposed to be here Thursday. It's now mm -hmm. Friday. So I have an extra day to get that out. But yep. I want to get it out and get it going. Well, good luck with it. I I, I mean, hopefully the, you'll have a little break where you can get something yep. done and it's dry enough, you know. But I've got a spray app I want to make on the stadium and practice for the for the dormant Bermuda fields and then the yep. pre-emergent. Yep. It'd, it'd be a nice week if we were to get that done. But we got a lot of painting to do. we still got a lot of field layout layouts to do um i didn't mean to burp into That's the right. mic there sorry about that um we still got a lot to do yeah. you know it's it's typical this is our while football season is busy right spring sports every field is going every day yeah so this is our our real our real push time yeah um but it's actually the most rewarding time probably you know we we get a lot of praise for football but when you're seeing every one of these fields going 24 7 yeah even though you know it's a lot of wear and tear it's it's such a good thing especially considering what we went through last season where nobody was on it right i'm looking forward to seeing kids back on the field well, i bet i mean that's what you do it for i mean heck you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't see somebody you know taking advantage of what you're doing out there yeah. you know well um if this uh, let's transition a little bit to to some more content that's uh we talked about maybe sharing and, and if somebody's finding this for the first time and they don't know anything about me or you. Um, our paths kind of indirectly uh, crossed. And I want to tell people that story because if they've listened to your first podcast, we talked about it on my uh, on making the We turn. touched on it for yeah. a second. But I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to dive into that a little bit, just kind of give a, a brief in, uh, 
sort of overview of what went down. And then more so the take home message is how we both handled that because anybody that's coming up in that scenario may run across this somewhat and how we handled it and how you can apply that to maybe some things if you're looking to move, you know, jobs or get another job or whatever. So, um, that sound all right? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I guarantee you in this industry, yeah. what we're about to talk about is going to happen to you. Sure. At some point, you're going to go up against somebody yep. for a job that you want, they want, yep. and you might not even know them yet. I had no clue who you were. Sure. Um, and it's going to happen to you. Right. And then it's how I think what will be interesting about this conversation is how you handle it, how I handled it, and then kind of how we we crossed paths right. in the end because we, I mean, we still went over a year before we ever even reintroduced each other. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly how long the time frame was, but I know, um, and it may have been because of the podcast, or it may have been a variety of reasons. But um, I'm a little fuzzy on how. Well, we, I reached out to you about the podcast sure. and said, if you ever, that's right, if you yep. ever want a guest, yep. let me know. Yep. And then you that, came that's in how it worked out. and yep. threw me under the bus by talking <laughs> about it without me knowing. Yeah. So, so the t what all went down, I guess, for lack of a better term, is um, this position here at Innsworth was, was open. Uh, they had, I was looking for, and you'll have to tell me what the official, is it like director of grounds? Head of grounds. Head of grounds. So um, unbeknownst to me, I, uh, you had applied, but I had applied as well. And was in the interview process and, and had gone through it. And, you know, long story short, um, I, I did not get the job. Uh, I thought it went well. I thought interview went well. I had a couple of them. Had a lot of good conversation. You know, and a lot of people that go through this feel like they've done well. They feel like the job, you know, when you start talking about, you know, hey, what, what would it take to, you know, what would you be looking for in a salary and some things like that, you feel like it's kind of going in a good way. Sure. So I felt good about it. And, and, you know, I'm a golf course superintendent by heart. So this was going to be a little bit of a change of pace for me. But it was a, something that I thought, you know, I, I would really enjoy and do well at. And with the experience, I thought, okay, this might be a good fit. And um, so uh, turns out I didn't get it. And you did. And you had applied for it. And, and you can talk about how that side of – because I know it was very – this was a job that you really wanted and you went after. And, and um, you know, there's no harm in that. But, um, you know, sometimes in life we just don't get what we feel like is coming to us or if we felt like it was good to get. And But it couldn't have happened to a better guy. I mean, we've since struck up a friendship and now we're here. But, um, you know, before we got introduced to any, uh, each other, um, you know – it was kind of like, well, how do you handle this situation? Because we're going to cross paths at some point. Uh, I can't be, I can't fault you for getting the job. You didn't stomp on me or talk negatively about me. None of that happened, you know, uh, as far as that goes. And so, and I've learned that, you know, you can only do what you can control and you can only uh, do it to the best of your ability. I've had horrible interviews. I've walked out and said, I, I, that was terrible. If they call me back, I, I, I'll be shocked. They must have had, you know, everybody else must have been worse than me. Yeah. And I didn't feel that way about this one. I felt like this was a really good opportunity. And um, You know what's I, funny is you felt like you had great interviews. I felt like I had no chance. Yeah. So as it went down, I interviewed on the first day that the job was open. When, when my boss came to me and said he was leaving, I immediately called our director said, I would like to interview. He said, can you come in and interview today? Come. Sure, let's go. Then that was, uh, that was the 1st of June of whatever year that was. Um, they named me unofficially, whatever, the interim head of grounds, and I was running both campuses with the same number. Like, we didn't get an extra person during this stretch. Sure. Um, so it was just three of us taking care of the campuses, and um, – you know, I'm trying to – I was the assistant at the lower school at that time, but I'm trying to be here to help lead the guys here and then get over there and take care of that campus because I didn't want to send these guys who knew this campus over to my campus that they didn't know. Yep. Um, and, and trying to keep those guys happy because they're, you know, they're now busting their butts because of, of the situation that they can't control. And the whole time from June until the 1st of August, so two solid months – 
this job was in limbo. You know that because you probably inter- interviewed for it in early June, like everyone else. Yeah, did. it was it was sometime in the late, you know, middle to late summer. All I'm hearing the entire time is that there's five great candidates, including me. Um, but I would get like side info from people around the campus that they were really looking at you. You were a golf course superintendent. They thought you would be the guy. I was the guy with a limited education experience, but I was here, you know? And so what I was pushing for was not, I never once told them don't hire this guy. Don't hire that guy. Cause there was some great candidates in there. Yeah. Um, I was actually working with one of the candidates at the national sounds at the time. And he was hearing stuff from the school. He was getting the same feedback you were getting that he was a great candidate for the job. He was talking salary with them as well. And so I'm hearing that from him. And every time I'm hearing this, I'm getting more and more upset because I'm the guy that's currently there working hard to take care of stuff. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm in, I'm in the school already. You know, what I kept telling them or what I kept saying to different people was I'm here, give me an opportunity. Right. By the time the two months was up, I'm saying I've done it for two months. This place is as good as it was when I started, you know, give me the opportunity. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I never got a clear, a clear answer. Um, my director came to me and actually said they hired somebody. He said, we've made a hire. It's not you. Um, we appreciate what you did. Um, I wasn't real happy about it, but sure. I had to accept it. I didn't know where I was going to go next. Cause I really, I didn't know if I wanted to be here yeah. knowing that I'm probably at the level I'm going to continue at, or do I want to go somewhere else and kind of start fresh from all the experience I learned over those two months. Right. Um, that next day I get the exact opposite call hmm. that it was now my position. I don't, I don't know the whole story. I've right. heard bits and pieces from here and there. I can't tell you the whole story, but the whole time I'm being told the superintendent from Brentwood country club wants the job. He's probably getting the job. Yeah. I'm not going to say I was happy about it, especially when it had been two months down the road. Right. But you know, things worked out. I got the job and it's yeah. fine, but it was a, when, when you, you started the podcast shortly after all that. And, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of radio and media and content. Yeah. And, um, I really wanted to come on and, and be on, but I was nervous. I right. was like, how, how's that going to work <laughs> out? You yeah. know? Um, well, you know, I think I think the biggest thing to me was is that um, you know I went into the I went into the process um, with the mindset that this was a job that I thought I could be good at that I would you know work myself into and I and I and I'll have to say that you know since I've been away from golf and you know kind of working my way through doing my own thing and and just trying to fit in in some way or another. Um, I went into the interview uh, with this one as probably one of the ones I felt the best about. Uh, I had a lot of people in my corner, which you know. I mean, I had sure. uh, some pretty high up people. You had our me. AD. I yeah. mean, I, we can we can say the um, names. I don't mind. You had our AD yeah. in your corner. Yeah. And you had um, Virgil, yeah. who is our I mean, golf I had, I had some, coach. Right. Those are some pretty highfalutin people yeah. on our campus, and and that's kind of why I felt like. I had no shot at yeah. that point because when truthfully, when Ricky wants something here, right. He gets what he wants. Yeah. That's just kind of how it had always yeah. been. And I mean, I knew I had some, some backing in my corner here because I was here. I had built relationships, but I just didn't think I had enough. Right. I didn't think enough people, especially at the high school knew yeah. who I was yeah. because I'd always been at the lower school kind of by myself. So I felt like that was going to be an issue. Yeah. Now I did have, you know, our facilities managers were in my corner because I knew both of them. Um, the staff was in my corner, which I think helped. Um, and there were some other people that were pushing for me. Right. And I, you know, I think, I think that helped. I think that played a role, but at the end of the day, until it actually happened, right. it was such a roller coaster ride because 
three of the candidates that were available for it, I looked at as better groundskeepers than me. Just we, we've talked about my level of thinking of how what I do, how I do it. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm, I'm always I want to be that next level, and you guys were all that next level. Um, John Wagner at Franklin Parks is an amazing groundskeeper. Does a fantastic job. He was one of the top candidates. There was a candidate from LSU who's a fantastic. I mean, he's at LSU, right? Fantastic groundskeeper, and there was you. I had no shot, right? <laughs> so, or that's how it felt. Right, so a- there was a lot of frustration going on because right. I was doing the job. I was doing the job at the same pay as what I was an, as an assistant. Right. So that's frustrating too. Right. You know, when you're you're doing all that extra, but I was doing it to try to get my foot in the door. Yeah. You know the the same reason anybody would, you're going to do what you want you, you've got to do to try to get to that next level. I wasn't going to get to that next level without doing it. Yeah. Well, talk about it a little bit and you've touched on it a little bit from your perspective, but I want to hear, I want to hear your, you kind of articulate it. You were here and you were working here and you wanted the job and everybody else is kind of, uh, they're looking at as somebody outside of that, you know, uh, you know, whether if they're from the area or outside of it, and there's two different mindsets because um, you could, let's say you didn't get the job. How, how, talk about how you felt like your mindset was and what you would have, what you felt like you would have done had, let's say I did get the job. Uh, and then, um, you know, knowing that you were kind of going through that and feeling like you were being pushed and pulled and not really knowing the you know, situation, um, and you felt like you've put in your time and you earned, you felt like you deserved a job and, and you ultimately got it, how that kind of made you, did it turn a, a switch for you or did it make you a uh, mindset change? So let's take those piece by piece. Yeah. Um, Sorry for a long, no, no, complicated answer. You're perfectly question. fine. Um, Do you need to take that? No, we're no, good. Okay. Um, Cause we, you know, no, the, the first part, we keep it, it real around here. The first part. So, <laughs> if, so you guys don't know what he's talking about with all the snow. It's still been a crazy day. There's a lot to do. The phone is blowing yeah, up today. Right. I'm trying to answer texts as we're doing this. I just want, you could have said your wife was trying to call you or something. Nah, she didn't care. <laughs> uh, she's at home with, with mama, my puppy. Yeah. So she's happy. Um, you know, in all honesty, um, when, when that first month of being the interim played out, so I was working at the National Sounds at the time too. So I was getting here between four and five every day. So you were doing both. I was. I got you. And I would leave there between ten and eleven on game days. So you know, it very little sleep. Yeah. Um, as we all know, whenever you're not sleeping, your 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 mind works differently, right? Like your train of thoughts works differently. Yep. You. You, I just listened to a podcast on how sleep can cause a lot of things going wrong. In oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like I said before, John Wagner was one of the top candidates for the job. Yep. We were working at the Sounds together, and I made some mistakes. I think working with him at the time was not the best. Um, I made some mistakes in our relationship. We've we've patched that up. We're, you know, we, we communicate now, and it, it's much better now. But at the time, I was like, man, if you get the job, I'm not working for you. I'm not sticking around and working for you. I shouldn't have said that. Right. Like, I would recommend if if you're working with a person that you're going against the job with, Yeah. one, I think you keep it you keep it separate. Sure. You know, um, and that's something we could have done better. Both of us could have done that much better. Right. You know, um, but I take extreme fault in that part of this situation. Um, but I did feel that way. I felt like if no matter who got it, especially as the, the time went on, if it had been a two-week thing, mm-hmm. I probably would have felt different. Right. Um, even if it had been a, a month-long journey, yeah. you know, I think I would have felt different. When you get into that, I think it was about eight to ten weeks that it was in limbo. Yeah. And as that time wore on, as exhaustion kicked in, as I'm tired of running everything and, and not even seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, I kind of turned to, I don't want to work for any of these guys. Like, I don't care which one of them gets the job. I don't want to be there. Like I want to, I want to move on. Did you start telling yourself that you, you weren't the guy? Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went through peaks and valleys. I had my, I had my weeks where 
I'm their guy. Yeah. And I was taking in too much outside information. Right. Um, I was listening to too many people. In all honesty, I wish if I could go back, I would have shut it all out. I just would have done everything I did outside of listening to the outside and outside of running my mouth at times and just done my job and hope for the best. Um, I had moments where I felt like I could be the guy, but I had more moments because there was so many great candidates. I had my moments where I'm not the guy I wasn't, I haven't, I hadn't proven a thing at that point. Um, I was working a lot. I had the experience. Um, I was learning a lot but I wasn't proving any, I hadn't proven anything to anybody other than I ran the ship yeah. for, you know, 10 weeks or whatever right. it was. Um, but I, I, there's a lot of things if I could go back and change, I just would have kept my mouth shut and yeah. I would have kept my head down and just done my job. Um, I do think if people are, are in this situation and they're working together, um, you don't, you got to separate it. Work together, but don't talk about the possibilities of the job. I, th- mm. I think that would be highly important. Yeah. I had a lot of great opportunities to throw a lot of different people under the bus because I know some of the guys that were applying for right. it. And I had people coming to me, tell us what you know. I wouldn't do it. I, yeah. I'd, well, that's never smart. I, I didn't think it would be in the best interest of anybody yeah. that if, if I was the one that shoveled somebody under yeah. because then I'm going to have to make up for that down the road. So I just... I. The, that's the only thing. I, only things I would change is I would have kept my mouth shut with the people that I was around, as far as that I worked with, and then I would would have kept my head down and not listened to the outside sources yeah. at all because those made me kind of fluctuate. My my director wouldn't speak to me about it. Mm-hmm. I would reach out to him, just ask him where we were in it, and he'd say we don't have anybody yet. We're right. still looking. Um, when you're still looking. 10 weeks after you post a job, but you've got some really great candidates. <laughs> yeah. Something's going wrong here. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think in this situation, the ball was dropped a lot by that particular director. He's no longer here. So I don't mind saying that I don't yeah. work under him anymore, but I do feel like he dropped the ball in a lot of situations throughout that process for everybody. Right. He strung everybody along in that process. Not, not only the guy he hired, but all the guys that, you know, what if you would have thought you had the job so you didn't apply for something else that you could have gotten? Well, I'll know? tell you my only experience with that, uh, just on from my end, is is I, I didn't feel like the communication was very good. I had to reach out. I You know, and I'm not one to bug someone. And I've, I've had this advice from a lot of different people about, you know, you know, because I've, I've applied. There's a job that I've applied for right now, and I haven't heard anything from it. But I'm, but I don't know where that is to, to, do I reach out to them? So I didn't know with this job, but I had such a good feeling about it that I just knew that I either needed to know I was the guy or not know the guy because I couldn't do anything. Any, so what was it going to hurt me to, to, to sure. check on it? And, you know, through email communication, I finally got something back that said that, um, you know, we're still working on it or whatever. I don't remember. Probably the and, same exact answers I got. Cause I, I finally, they called me when I didn't get the job. When they, when they called me, I, you know, it can go one of two ways, obviously. But so I, I, you know, I just, I felt like that being in my spot and touching on what you just said, you know, the, and being managers, we have to do a better job of keeping people in communication about what's Absolutely. going on. That's, I mean, you know, so, but if you're in a situation where you're applying for a job and you're waiting for an answer, you know, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I think if you feel like you, you feel like it's not going to hurt anything to call, then go ahead or, or at least, you know, send an email or something. You well, know? I'll tell you what, this is, this is how I feel about it. Since hiring, I've hired three guys since I've been here. Yeah. I, I lean towards the guys that check. I, I truly do. They're showing yeah. interest in the job. They're not bugging me. Yeah. I'm not going to respond unless I'm free to respond. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate those guys that check in. You know, if, if, if I'm the guy hiring you and you're checking in with me, one of the guys I have on my staff right now, Doug, he, um, before he ever retired from his previous job, we had talked about when he retires, him coming here and working. Yeah. 
he would check in once a month just to kind of tell me what was going on, where he was at, how long it would be. I would let him know we still don't have a position open, so hopefully whenever you decide to come, yep. you know. Um, and that and that was great. Um, Parker, the most the most recent hire, um, I didn't have a position for him when when he started checking right. in, and um, and I appreciated him checking in and staying in touch. Right. It, that was you know for me that just let me know that he was interested. You know now right. I don't know if everybody looks at it the same way do they see it as you're being a nuisance or they see it as you being um just interested i see it i take it as a positive when someone's checking in with me because yeah. it shows me they truly want to be here i i think i'm not i don't want to speak for i'll just speak for myself but i do think that more often than not it's our own we're we're being our own worst enemy about that. The person on the other end does not mind. They've got a job opening. Of course they're going to have people call them. And it's just a matter of, you know, to what level, how do you go about that? Do you pick up the phone? Do you send an email, text message if you can? You know, and, you know, I, I, there's obviously too much in everything. Yeah. But I would say that we sit around and we beat our own selves up and say, I better not do that. I'm bugging them. Yep. What if this turns them off? And, and I just, I'm, I'm just like you. I mean, you're not, you're not bugging me. I, if I can't answer you right then, or I can't answer the phone call, I'll call you back yep. or, or I'll answer your email when I get around to it. And, and you may learn something. Yeah. Like if, if that person calls you, you may learn something about that person that, that makes the odds go in their favor, yep. or you might learn something you don't want to know about that person. And it may, but for me, it's just a positive of more interaction with yeah. the person I'm looking at hiring um, before I hire them, my opinion, that's better. You know? Yeah. Well, I think, I, I think you, whatever information you can gain on a candidate, the better off you are, sure. good or bad. And a lot of times, um, you know, you'll pick up something, you'll pick up either a bad vibe or, you know, something that you didn't know about this person and, and, or, uh, you know, something good along the way. And, and that'll help you make a decision. Cause ultimately there's only one person that's going to get it. There's only one person that's going to get that job and there's going to be a lot of solid candidates. Yep. And you have to realize that going in that, you know, the alternative is that you might not get it or that you might be the guy that thinks they're going to get it and you don't, you know, and, and uh, you may truly feel like you deserve it. Yeah. You know, you may be at that course or that, that field already and it, it, that's your job. You yep. should be the one to get it. And I'm, I'm all about promotion from within. I think that is highly important to keep people around long term, sure. but they might have a different idea. You know, there might've been, the school might've been looking at something and you were the guy that they yep. wanted to see it go in that direction. And at the time I didn't see it that way. Yeah. I couldn't see it that way because I couldn't see the, the forest for the trees. Right. Right. But as time has gone on, you know, and I've, I've taken myself out of that situation now. I see so many mistakes I made, whether yeah. it be interactions with myself, interactions with other people, temper tantrums I threw, whatever it might have been. Yep. At at that time, I couldn't see I was doing wrong, or I couldn't see that I was wrong. Yeah. You know, and it, it took me a while to figure that out. You right. know, it took me a long time being removed from that. Now I look back on that time as a as a very fond memory because I learned a lot of great things during that stretch. Right. I learned more during that stretch than I've learned during any stretch in a work history ever. Yeah. But it also taught me a lot about myself. You know, it taught me I can, I can work hard. I can grind. Um, I am good enough to get a high level position. Sure. Um, people may not realize it, but Innsworth is one of the top turf grass jobs in the state. You know, mm -hmm. I would I would put it at least in the top five of turf grass. Well, it's high profile for one. So yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I I did kind of prove to myself I could do it. Yeah. And I think if we can prove to ourselves we deserve something and get out and work for it, we either will or won't get it. But yeah, we have to prove to ourselves that we can get out there and and fight and and make it happen. Right. And if you don't get it, you're and this is what I couldn't see. I was only better for that next position. You know, I had started applying for a lot of other jobs. I just wanted the heck out of here if I didn't get it. Right. So I was applying for other jobs. I had an offer from Georgia Tech at the time. You know, it was kind of sitting there in limbo. Yeah. And he had to make a decision not to hire me 
because I was still in limbo on whether you were was I going to get not. this job. Yeah. I didn't want to uproot my family if I didn't have to. Man, look at that! What that decision might have made for you. you. You never know. I know. I don't know. Um, you know, and 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 there was another offer. Um, during that stretch, there was another job I wanted. I wanted the general's job. Eric Taylor had just left the generals. Yeah. So I wanted to go down there and take that job. Um, I'm glad. I'm blessed now that that didn't happen. The generals don't even have a baseball team now. So you're talking two years later, three years later, and I wouldn't have had a job. Right. So I'm, I'm thankful for how it all worked out. Sure. I'm thankful that, one, that I got the job. But if if I could go back in time and – and I didn't get the job, and let's say you got it, I'd like to be able to tell three years ago, John, or four years ago, John, that don't don't leave yet. Yeah. There might be something else here for you. Right. Just stay and wait. And I, I think that's important for anybody to hear is that just because you don't get it yep. doesn't mean there's not something there for you. I'm not saying don't leave. I'm not saying don't. But don't leave on bad terms. Don't right. leave because you're mad. Leave because it's time to move on. Well, I think the, the take home there is, is it's all in how you handle it. There is ways that, that sure you're going to be upset. Sure. You're going to get hurt. And I, and, and I, you should be right. And, and I, and I, and I have, and you may have heard this story before, but I'll give you, I had a leg up on you on all this because I've had it both ways. It, when I was at the golf club of Tennessee and Dave green was leaving and they were going to hire a new person. I'd been there seven years, six and a half years. And um, I thought I was groomed for the job. I thought I was the one guy. They made me the interim. They were all the, but they were above board. It was the best thing that ever happened to me is how they handled me and how, and it made me handle what happened ultimately. But they, they, they told me what was going on. They, they, you know, that I was part of the interview process. They narrowed the, the candidates down. Ultimately I didn't get the job. And when they hired Jeff Huber, who came in, I worked for him for a year, uh, and and we have we still are have a great relationship to this day, be, because I knew that that my time wasn't right, but I knew that how I handled that was going to springboard sure. me into something else. And a year later, I got my first my my head superintendent job, and so when I when I left there, I left on good terms. Everything was fine. They, you know, I'm, I'm been invited back for a, a 30 year anniversary because I meant a lot to that club and had spent a lot of time there. And so I'm excited about, you know, how I, I that part of me handled it the way I was groomed to accept that position in the way and how I handle it. And then I go to Brentwood 30 days later and I inherit, um, a, a staff with two guys who had been on the staff for over, well, one guy was there probably 20 years, Daryl, and, and he's still there. And uh, James was there, and he was, the, he was a former superintendent that had been demoted or kind of just, you know, hey, we're going to hire somebody else, but you can stay on. And so I, I, my immediate reaction was is that I'm, I need to see how Daryl specifically, because I ended up making him my assistant, handled it. And I had a conversation with him. I said, it's all how you handle this. this is, I know you wanted this job. I don't know why they didn't interview you. I don't know why they didn't talk to you about it. We had these conversations with him. I said, they should have, but you're my guy now. Until I know different, you're my guy. It's all in how you handle it, and I will, get, I will do anything I can for you. And he's still there today, and we're still good friends and, and everything. You know, I wish him, you know, you know, I, you know I'd, I'd take him wherever I went with me because he handled it the right way, right. And, and he was disappointed. You know, and 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 so it, when it get down to it, I think I think you're going to be a part of that situation at some point, and it's and you can handle it very badly, and it not work out, and it and it end up costing you a lot more, or you can make a bad decision that you know based on just your feeling and and how that you think things ought to be, you know? And so I had a lot of that going for me. I had no idea you were, they never told me that they were looking at someone who was working here, but they don't have to, that's right. fine. And, um, but you know, that's how I would have handled it with you. Exactly. Because I had, I had that scenario come up. I was on the, I was on the bad end and I was on the good end of it. So, you know, um, if you're listening to this and people are talking about and here in this situation, I mean, maybe you don't end up friends and doing a podcast with right. a guy, but I mean, <laughs> Um, at the same time, I mean, 
you gotta you gotta self check yourself and say, hey, it just you know somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose, and you know, and then you just go about it and go find something else to do. The biggest thing I would recommend to anybody in it is to take a step back, step out of the situation. Yeah. Um, you know, with your situation at at the golf club of Tennessee, they handled it great. They spoke to you. They were open. They, they were honest. My situation here, through. it was closed off yeah. no discussion and i think had had it been a better situation here with the communication yeah. end of it um i think i could have prepared myself better in in the discussion you know of maybe not getting it yeah um than not being told anything for eight to ten weeks right. and, and being the guy in charge during that stretch yeah. wore me out yeah but if if i could go back that's the one thing i would suggest to anyone is to take a step back yep Look at the situation and just do everything you can to get the job. And if right. you don't, understand that there's always another one out there. Right. There's always something else out there. There's probably a reason you didn't get it. There's probably it wasn't meant for you to have right now. You know, for me, I was able to bring my son here yeah. to go to school. I, I have a sick wife at home. She can't always take the kid to school. I would have to get him to school and then go back and get him from school. Right. I can have him here now. I get to have him with me. You know, maybe there's a reason why I'm here, and it's because I needed that help as right. far as having my kid here. Um, and, you know, there's always going to be that next opportunity, you know, yeah. and, it, th and there's going to be that next opportunity for me to do better, yeah. to be that, that better person in that situation yeah. that I wish now I had been. You know, I, I never – you and I never spoke – we never had any ill words or anything, but the situation with one of the other guys that wanted the position, I would completely go back and just step away from it, yep. you know, and, and and probably ask him to step away from it too and not discuss it while we work. And we right. ended up getting there. Trotter ended up making it to where we just never talked about it sure. with each other. And, that, and that's what needed to happen. But the first couple of weeks of the back and forth, just kind of wears on you yeah. when you think he might be one of the guys to get it, you yeah. know. And and it, honestly, let's let's call it what it is. Let's be real about it. It took some growing up. Yep. You know, yeah, I was I was still 35, 36 years old, but I was still growing up and maturing and learning, you know. And yeah. and these last couple of years have done wonders for me. Sure. Um in, in learning a lot of things like that and how I handle situations and people. Yeah. And um you know, I think it was a great experience for me. Yes, it worked out. It's not always going to work out for you. Yeah. It won't work out for me one day, I'm sure. And You'll that'll be, on, be my I mean, opportunity maybe, to learn. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I'll tell you this, um, because I had the time to reflect on it, and I've also had conversations after the fact. But I, I, I didn't know it at the time, but I, knew, I know now why I did not get the job at the Golf Club of Tennessee. And, it, and they told me the, real, the reason – why I didn't get it was because I had been there and I'd worked under the previous guy and they just wanted a new sure. experience and that's fine and dandy. But, but the real reason I didn't get it is I didn't ask for the job. I didn't go in confident enough to think that I was actually the person for the job. And so I tried to tell them things they wanted to hear that I thought they wanted to hear. And they wanted me to tell them why they couldn't let why, why they couldn't say no to me. Right. And I, and I had, I, and up until then, you know, I'd been through the interview process. I wanted that job so bad that I tried to basically, I sabotaged myself by just telling them things that I thought they wanted to hear. And it, and I didn't need to do that. And I had, and, and I had people that were members that are still members of this day. And they told me like, this is all you had to do. And these just change this. And we would, we would have been hard to tell, you no. And, and, and that just comes with experience and, and an interview process, if you, that, and that, so that's how I ended up really feeling like this. Cause I told them, you know, based, you know, they asked me how much I wanted. I tell them, I mean, you ask me what I feel like, and I'll give you an opinion. You either like it or you don't. And so that ultimately was, uh, the reason why I, I didn't get it is because they just felt like I was trying too hard. I, you know, I wasn't ready. And, and that comes out in just the smallest of ways, but it can be a huge impact on you going forward. So that's, that's, you know, to me, that's one of the biggest take homes to me in an interview process or 
if you're going for something, anything in life, if you want, if you see that girl over there in the bar or wherever church or wherever you're at and you, you want to talk to her, I mean, what do you, what do you think? You just going to go over and, you know, say, you know, you know, talk about the weather. Right. I mean, that's not going to get you anywhere, you know? And so, I mean, it's the same in anything, any life uh, lesson you want to throw out there. And, and I had to learn that kind of the hard way, but I didn't see it at the time. Right. You know, no doubt. I mean, we all learn our lessons after the after it's over yeah you know we we learn the lesson once the chapter's been written yeah and and you learned yours that you didn't push enough you didn't right. push hard enough i think there were times i pushed a little too hard you know yeah. i i went in i i was faking it till i made it i wasn't <laughs> ready to be the head of grounds here yeah. I, there was no way i was ready but i faked it till i made it and, and then i ended up making it now i i didn't get paid off the bat what I thought I should get paid. You know, they never asked me what I felt like <laughs> I should get paid. They just gave me my salary. Oh, oh yeah. Didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're not done yet. I, had, I forgot to mute the uh, outro music. There you go. See, you just screw up and you just keep on Absolutely. moving. Just keep on That's on what on. you get for putting me in charge of the podcast. Dude. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you. you're good. I don't. I, they didn't even ask me yeah. what um, what I wanted for a salary. They just offered me one. Yeah. And and at the time, you know, one of my biggest mentors is Thomas Trotter. Sure. And um, I asked him. I said, "Is there a particular salary I should turn down?" You know, at, at the time there was a lot of talk around STMA about groundskeepers not pushing for enough money, uh, not pushing for their worth. And Trotter basically said no. He said, take what they give you and go do the job. Yeah. Because you're not ready yet. You know you're not ready. Take what they're going to give you and go in there. He said, because if you go in there, you demand X amount and you underperform, then you're kind of you're kind of handcuffed right. a little bit. If right. you go in there and they pay you a particular amount and you overperform, yeah. well, you've got a ceiling to climb. Right. And you've got, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I deserve more. And it took a year and a half, two years, maybe a little more. Yep. But that ended up happening for yeah. me. You know, I ended up proving my worth here, showing them what I was worth, and being able to go in and say, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna advocate for myself now and say I deserve a raise. Yeah. You know, I've been doing this job at a much lower rate than it should have been. I need more money now. And here's why. Right. Versus going to the director at the time and saying, I deserve this much, but I have no why behind me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, it was just important to get my foot in the door. And, and that's what I wanted to hear Trotter say. But Trotter's just an open and honest guy. And he's like, I think you would be a fool if you spent the past two months fighting for this job. And then they offer you X amount and that being five or ten thousand dollars less than what you wanted right and you turning it down he said how how foolish is that of you you're probably right right now it sucked that first year of not making what i thought i should but we got through it right yeah. like we we found our way through it so if i'm suggesting anything to anybody on a salary front is take what you can get and then earn the rest right you know what i mean don't don't outprice yourself either. You know, I, I understand you need to advocate for yourself and, and say what you think it's worth. Yeah. But don't turn that job off by pricing yourself out of the market because you can always prove yourself and go get more. Yeah. You can't always go back and get that job for a difference of right. five or ten thousand dollars. You know, right. if I you know, I don't know why at the end of the day you didn't get the job if it was money. Wouldn't it suck to sit back and think, well, if I just would have told them $10,000 less, I'd have had the job. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, you're right. I mean, there's, there's pros and cons to both of those. I think that my number probably did scare him. I don't know, but they didn't say anything. And, you know, and, and so you just, you just say what you feel. And sometimes, you know, saying a number is always a tricky proposition. It it's in a the scary first, one too. It is because, you know, and then there's the generic answers of, you know, I want to be paid 
commensurate with what the job is, you know, right. and, and the title and all that, you know, they're, and they, at the end of the day, people don't want to hear that. They want to hear you either commit to something or say what you're worth or, you know, and, and so I think, I think it's a tricky, it's a fine line. It's always been a fine line and it, it's never, it's never a fun conversation. I always tried to make with my staff and anybody that worked for me, you could come talk to me about your pay salary, anything you wanted to anytime because you know you work here i want you to work here because you love it but at the end of the day you're you need to make money and yep. and so um and and we'll talk about it you know I, that's why i implemented you know things where guys could make extra money bonuses uh i, I was i just tried to make it as uncom as uncomfortable to talk about as possible because i felt like you know at the end of the day the guys want to know if they as, can make as uncomfortable or as comfortable, or as comfortable. <laughs> yeah thanks i didn't know what i was saying there but you know um as comfortable to, as, as you possibly can make an uncomfortable situation. Yes, there you, there go. you go. You nailed it. I can come back with Take anything. Two. That's right. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, I try to do that. And I think it's important because a lot of times people just, they hate asking for it. They, you know, and, and, and you're right, though. A lot of times the best route is to accept what they offer you or make some sort. I have a real funny story I'll tell you about down the road about this. We, we won't do it now. But, um, but uh you know, it's take what you can get, but then earn your worth because it happens in every – the highest athletes in our in our world, the football athletes or basketball athletes, they might take a, an amount of money that they're locked into, and then they go out there and they perform at a high level, yep. and they can demand whatever they and want. They get Derrick Henry. Yeah. I mean, he, he basically could write his own check. Right? I mean, exactly. And so it, it happens. It, it's put in the work, and you will get rewarded for it. In a lot of instances, that's that's the best route to go. And that doesn't mean don't ask for more. You yeah. know, if they offer you fifty k, don't if if that's not if you need five five yeah. or ten thousand, ask for more. Yeah. But don't turn it down over five or ten thousand dollars. It's yeah. not at the end of the day, it's not going to be worth it. You'll make it to where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a difference between a, a few thousand dollars and. 10 or 20 or 30. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a difference there. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and I think sometimes clubs or jobs or whatever, they'll, they'll look at opportunities to hire a good quality candidate and pay them less than somebody else. I mean, that, that happens and, and they can say, I can live with this guy or I can't, you know, and they'll find out pretty quickly whether they can or they can't. Well, I recently had an offer on the table, um, from the Chattanooga lookouts actually. Yeah. Um, they're they're getting ready to build a new stadium and uh their general manager called me and wanted to talk to me about that possibility and we were in different ballparks you know it was yeah. a twenty thousand dollar difference from what i'm currently making to what they were offering yep. plus my son's tuition so that's a, that's a different story yeah i can't take that giant step back especially for a position i'm not highly interested in right um but I just had to tell them we're in we're in two different ballparks right yeah. now. This 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 won't work for my family at yeah. this time. But um so that's different than a job you want. Yeah. And turning down a job you want over a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. There's a big difference there. I think we I think that's something we can tackle for another episode is like what to do or dream jobs or you know how to handle those types of situations because they come up. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be in this position and there's going to be a job that comes up and you you want it, you're interested in it. You want it. That'd be a job that you would go do. You yep. you know as good as this one is and all the benefits that you have and I think I think that's something we think about and we we address because there's people out there that this situation comes up a lot, yeah. you know? Well, I know we're uh, crunched for time. You want to put a bone on this? We um, give anybody some take-home points or anything like that, or, or have we covered most of it? I mean, for me, if I was going to – the one thing I would I would send home with someone listening to this is is if you're in this situation, take a step back. That's, that's the biggest piece of this. Yep. Take a step back. Look at the entire picture. Yeah. You know, if you could take a helicopter ride up and look at the situation and what you're facing, take that step back. But that's it's in any situation, but take a step back and look at it. Reevaluate it and then go after it. Yep. You know, don't don't always go in as a bull in a china shop, you know. Um slow down, look at it from all different points of views. Yep. And um 
it'll be all right. Yeah. Like no matter how it works out, you know, it'll be okay. Yeah. And th- for me, that would be number one. What would be, what would be your one piece? Well, I, I think it would be pre- prepare, uh, like, you know, like, you know, what you're doing, how, you got everything and then go in and ask for the job. You know, you know, don't just tell them that, uh, you know, what you think they want to hear. I think that would, to me was, was important that uh, I learned that lesson. I had to learn it the hard way, but I mean, a lot of guys will, you know, it's a job you really want, or it's, you know, even your dream job, you gotta, sure. you gotta, you know, show your value. So, I mean, you know, I, I think that, yeah, you're right. The situation is going to come up and people are going to be into it and, and you just gotta, you know, you gotta do what you need to do to, to sort of stand out. And, and, um, so for me that, that would be, you know, something that I would really think some, if you're, if you're considering a job, you know, prepare one, you know, make yep. sure you're prepared, know your stuff, know, know the things about the, whatever job you're going into as much as you can be ready for any and everything, but don't just tell people what they want to hear, go in and ask for it. Act like you, you know, act like you already got the job, interview them as much as they interview you. No you matter know. what happens, yeah. learn from the outcome. Oh, for sure. There's a way to grow, whether it's a positive or a negative, how yep. the situation went. Yep. You learned from it with here. I learned from it with here. And then we, we both probably grew from it. For you sure. Know? Um, yep. there, there's, there's something to be said for making a mistake in this process. But there's also something to be said for continuing to make that same mistake yep. in the same process. If if I were to go after another job now and act the exact same way, yep. treat the situation the exact same way, then I haven't grown from the process. But if I were to go into the situation again and act completely different, yeah. how I feel someone should act, then then this was all worth it. Yep. You know. Well, you learned from it. We both learned from it. And that's the, that's the, that's kind of the, the end of the, you know, the messages is that we handled it, how we handle it. Now we're here and you could have gone many different ways, but look at, we, we could end up doing some pretty big things together. And now our podcast is taking over and the And it's world, going to be DJ. number one number in one all, in the world. all the world. And, 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 you know, and I hope that, I hope that someone got out, you know, I know, I know that someone will, if one person gets something out of it, we've done our job there. Absolutely. So. You know, so, well, um, you want to take us out or no? No. Oh, man. <laughs> well, man, this has been another episode of Keeping It Real. I've enjoyed it, John. Uh, it's always fun. We'll get it together again and look for a lot of exciting things coming down the road. Uh, we've got a Twitter handle. What's our Twitter handle? At? Keep it. Keep it it's it, Keep It Real, not, yeah. I think. Look Lord at, have mercy. Oh, Why man. would you ask me that right now? I don't now? know. That was the biggest pain in the butt to set up. Yeah. Trying to get I, keeping it real as a – you remember the struggles yeah. I was having. Oh, it was uh, this email thing or was it? Yeah, it was email, but it's at keep it real pod. Yeah, on Twitter. Uh, we don't have anything else out there, but that's where we can send some content. Uh, follow us there. Uh, you can follow me and John. I think we've given that out, but um, you can find our Twitter handles there as well. Um, it's been fun, man. I'm looking forward to right. keep keeping it real with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Later. Later.